So, um, Playboy ad sales executive, certified. Trailer surfer. Hmm. Current UCSB student, maybe. And the man formerly known as Dwight Brody. Townsend Bell. Whoa! <laughs> Was that your one word? That is. It's too early. <laughs> you said whoa. You just went whoa. <laughs> We're just confused now. Yeah. Wait, is that your is, is that, that your IndyCar thing? I do that on the broadcast. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you actually act like it's a real one this time? Put some heart into it. I don't want to wake up the neighbors. Okay. And now for dinner with racers, presented by Continental Tire, with your hosts Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Actually, for a change, not hosting in a car. We are hosting at a dining table. That's right. In uh, Pasadena, California. We are having dinner with racers. And uh, we are going to move on with another episode. That's right. So, uh, if you like uh, you like that IndyCar racing, Ryan? I love that. You IndyCar like that IMSA racing, Ryan? Oh, big fan. Okay. Well, if you like IndyCar, you like IMSA. You like uh, watching uh, television? I big Again, huge fan. Well, if you like IndyCar, if you like IMSA, if you like television, then you've definitely heard of our next guest, Mr. Townsend Bell. Old T-Bell. So Townsend Bell uh, lives not too far from where we are now right. here in uh, Pasadena. He's he's out in uh, out in the fancier parts, the Pacific Palace. Yeah, he is a nice place. He does have a nice place, way nicer than mine. And uh, Townsend, for those who don't know, is uh, a little does a little bit of this, a little bit of that, uh, <laughs> lots of what have you. His career probably really blew up several years ago when he won the Indy Lights Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, he went on to become a champ car driver, an Indy car driver, drove in multiple Indy yep. 500s, eventually moved on to the IMSA ranks, where he then went on to win a GT championship. As we've spoke to several people over the course of this show's existence, Townsend Bell's name's come up a lot yeah. in terms of um, really hard-to-pass drivers. It's like him and Andy Lally are basically the two biggest pain-in-the-ass drivers yeah. out there, so we were excited to get to sit down with him. Townsend Bell is the Andy Lally of pain-in-the-ass drivers. There you go. There so, you go. That was well done. And of course, if you uh, don't already know this, uh, Townsend is not only a phenomenal guy behind the wheel, but he is phenomenal on the mic. He is one of the booth commentators yep. for uh, NBC Sports, um, primarily with their IndyCar coverage, but he shows up in the IMSA stuff. He shows up wherever they send him, basically. Uh, in addition to a number of other ventures he's involved with, he's got a video production mm-hmm. business. He does mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he is what we call a mover and a shaker. But this wasn't the first time we tried to sit down with him. Isn't that right, Sean? It is not. <laughs> so uh, back in 2018, we were uh, having lunch, waiting to have dinner with uh, right. old T-Bell. Yeah, in a couple a, hours to kill. In Santa Monica, California. We yeah. had an extended lunch. Mm-hmm. We came back to our car, and, uh, well, all of our podcast gear was missing, That's for those right. of you who've, uh, who've been keeping score. So uh, that mystery episode that we mm-hmm. did not record that <laughs> afternoon because our gear was gone right. was Townsend Bell. Yeah, now, my favorite thing about this story is that I don't know Townsend that well prior to doing the podcast with him. I just raced against him, seen him around. But when you told him that we got robbed, what did you say? Well, Townsend Bell's next question was, what about the media? Right. Which shows you how knowledgeable he is on things that involve recording because he was aware our gear was taken. Mm -hmm. He knew we were on a road trip. His primary concern was what about the stuff we'd already recorded for several weeks. Yeah, now normally we do a good job of keeping that on us or hiding it somewhere so it can't be found. So... Uh, it was pretty cool to see that a guy like him's first thought was, what about the content you already made? And that made me immediately respect him more than I already had. Some of the stories you're going to hear about with Townsend, uh, scheming harder than we've ever heard before. The guy's got some real stories about how he got started in racing that, honestly, I respect the hell out of him. Now. Yeah, if, if you think you've heard some scams to get into the paddock, 
Towns and Bell's got you beat. One of those scams includes taking advantage of high school kids. Yeah. And we hear a great story about getting run over by a trailer, and it's all your fault. So, of course, uh, we need to we need to give big thanks before we keep going on uh, for our driver for uh, our extended road trip that we took. Uh, thank you to Mr. Rene Rast. We need to pull over. I really have to pee. And of course. Before we thank our sponsors, we have to thank a, a new partner that we've uh, we've had for uh, 2022. Uh, we're on, uh, we've got a streaming show. That's right. We are now on Motor Trend Plus and Motor Trend's YouTube channel with our show, Dinner with Racers, based on our podcast called Dinner, Dinner with, with Racers. Racers. we got documentaries, we got cartoons, yeah. we've got profile pieces, we've got all kinds of stuff. And even if you don't live in the States, you can still watch it now through Motor Trend's YouTube channel. So just go to google.com. Look up YouTube.com from there. Go to Dinner with Racers. From there, go to Motor Trend. And uh, you can you can see all kinds of Dinner with Racers content or just purchase their app at Motor Trend Plus. And do what you've been doing for all this time. Thanking Continental Tire for us. We have the most supportive fans ever. You guys have bought so many tires. This is why we were able to get a streaming series. And we want to keep it going for you. So uh, let Continental know that you're a big fan of what we're doing. And uh, hit up Accura, too, and let them know that you like me having a job. Now, Ryan, yeah. they uh, they do typically thank Continental Tire. Mm-hmm. But you have to do your part. I have to earn this. You have to earn this. Earn this. Continental Tire. Cross contact. LX. There's a new tire being released. <laughs> Towns and Bell. Hey, guys. Ryan and Sean here. We uh, would really... We'd really appreciate it if you could help us out by adding a like or a comment on some of our videos. We know you're watching, but we want to show our fan. We want to show our support. We know you're watching, but we want to show our sponsors that they are. We know you're watching, but we want the fan. Me. We know you're watching, but we'd really love it if our friends at Continental could see the love and feel the love too. So we know you're buying tires and we know you're supporting us. But let you. But let them know by commenting on the. But let them know by commenting on the Motor Trend channel if you get a chance. Thanks. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. This more, feels like a Formula One debrief. It's more meant for uh, restaurants than it is for beautiful Palisades homes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Can I adjust my volume? You can. Uh, you are purple if you want to do it yourself or you okay. tell me. Check one He's two, doing one, it two, himself. One two one two one two He's one two. He's doing one, it two, himself. One two one two one two. Huh? Yeah. One two. <laughs> TV guys come in and think they know everything. Oh, yeah. Is this how this don't is? think I don't have a reputation with uh, my headsets on. Oh, with we're the gonna, producer. We're gonna ask questions about that. Yeah. Well, so actually, it's funny you say that. We'll we'll jump right into something that. So you did. We'll we'll explain why, but you did something. Yeah. A few years ago with us that impressed us both, in terms of um, you being a media guy. So, do you remember the last time we tried to do this? Vaguely, yeah. I want to say there was a there was a burglary involved. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, you guys, your van got broken into, right? Yeah. Or your something? Uh, yeah. yeah, some vehicle. Exactly, no, yeah. yeah, our uh, we we have a, an RDX today, but the MDX we had back in this was 2018. Right. We were scheduled. We we're going to meet with you in Santa Monica. We uh, we had some time to kill, so we ate at a friend's restaurant, <laughs> and we go back to our car, and the windshield is shattered and yep. suitcases the, the back glass yeah, yeah the back yeah, glass yeah. is completely yeah, yeah. shattered yeah. yeah yeah the whole back glass was smashed out of the mbx wow. and nothing was in it at all like our suitcases our luggage because after that we were going to like we we're supposed to it was like within the same couple of days we we're supposed to be you craig breedlove yeah 
yeah. a couple other people. I don't remember. But we were like heading out. Like we, we were had, supposed to meet with him in an hour. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, after that, like the next day or two, we were leaving California. Yeah. So yeah. luggage would have been really great to have right. for the rest yeah. of the trip yeah. or, or recording equipment. Yep. <laughs> Just yeah. another another day in Venice. Yeah. yeah. But, but the one thing you did that we still talk about regularly was the first thing you, you said to Sean. Was what about the media? Like Which it, I was very impressed that that was the first thing. The recordings you had yeah, already laid down. We had right. already done to yeah. be back that where's the Where's the memory stick? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where's the chip? Yeah. yeah. And we do that. We do that. So we were fine. We were yeah. all backed up. Yeah. But it takes somebody who does this kind of work to immediately think about, well, what about the data you already had? Yeah. Because it was probably with the equipment yeah. that got stolen. Right. So I was super impressed that that was your first Well, thing. it's funny you bring that up just because, you know, 10 years ago, I never would have even known what that meant. Um, but having done little you know, production projects now th- through my little company um, at the boat show or even stuff with Continental. We did the What You Got series uh, back in the day with Major League Soccer. It dawned on, on me that, you know, wow, I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on this production and it all comes down to file. some dude with a, a, a yep. chip somewhere yep. and that is the absolute kryptonite of that production 100%. and um boy yeah we we think a lot about that now so yeah, yeah. No, that's a big thing and we don't live in the days now of tape right so like everything is a memory card that's going to get erased yes so if yeah. you don't back it up twice yes you know you're gonna be in problems so like when we do our video stuff i mean we'll we'll finish shooting or doing this kind of thing at 10 or 11 at night yep it's gonna be another four hours. Got to back yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. get back it up twice. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's like the presidential suitcase, right? That's yeah, right. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you got the you're spending all football. this money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just super impressed. That, that was the first thing you thought of. So I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. this guy, he's he's, we, he's not we, just a guy on the air. We've yeah. talked about that many times. Yeah. Like whenever you'll you'll hand me because like I'll have some of them. Oftentimes you'll hand me one of the duplicates and I'll hide that, and then we also hide one somewhere else. And and we will often say like, what about the media? Because of because of what you said. Yeah, so you're like kind we, of we we just had a big issue. We did the um, my company does the Miami International Boat Show and the Fort Lauderdale International okay. Boat Show um, as one hour magazine TV projects. And um, Kristen Beat, who is uh, an NBC um, talent for flat track motorcycle racing, mm-hmm. she does Supercross stuff as well. Um, so she worked on the show as one of the talent at Miami, and somehow uh, my guys made a mistake, and her audio track. Um, was just wrong. Like the, her, her, her levels were too high. We only discovered it like weeks later when we started the edit that yeah. all of her audio was like dodgy. Yeah. And, you know, you go into this emergency mode because we have an air date coming up, right? This non-negotiable. And we're <laughs> racers, right? So yeah. we're really good yeah. at dealing with time certain uh, emergencies. But um, luckily I had her basically lip sync her yep. audio. Yep. Her, the entire show yeah. of her Oof. audio lip sync wow. with an actual broadcast yeah. mic at a supercross race i said go out to the parking lot find yourself somewhere oh, so you had the ambient in the yeah. background i needed the ambient because yeah, yeah. we tried doing it with her like mm-hmm. at home in her closet yeah, it just and it's like just shit. the same no you're, you're gonna yeah. know right? and yeah. uh so there's there's high stress when you have any any post issues like that but yeah when you say your company you you have a production company basically I do. right yeah and i don't think a lot of people know that yeah it's kind of a um it's kind of my Monday through Friday gig, right? Yeah. You know, when you're a racer, you know, we, we work weekends. Mm-hmm. It's not that we don't work during the week, right, as you well know. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're known for working on weekends. And so, um, yeah, like eight eight or nine years ago, I was doing, you know, just TV stuff, uh, whether it was uh, broadcasting on NBC or some of the stuff I used to do with, like, Tommy Kendall mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Tanner Faust yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, as a reluctant co-host, I was always like, why are these guys calling me? Right, like, I'm right. the last guy that wants to be on camera. That and, is uh, nonsense. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't you Townsend Bell? That's, that's not going to fly on this show. I, yeah, I, I, I li- kind of yeah. fucking nonsense. I'll, we'll, Don't you dare we'll, try and pull that <laughs> shit. 
We'll right, get back to no, I, sw- I swear to you guys, right. I, in my life. I read life, that you claim to be shy. Totally I shy. And, and yeah. the, I never wanted to do this. Like this TV thing was uh-huh. never an aspiration. I, I, was, I said no like three times when they asked. And then now. Notice how he's not holding eye contact when he does it. <laughs> guys can walk inside and ask my wife. She's the one. She <laughs> yeah. was the TV one. Well, she was she an actress, was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So she right. was the one that was finally like, you're an idiot. You Why are you telling asshole. people right. no to do this? Right. Like, hey, you know. Yeah. You're, I spent a career trying you're, to get this. You're kind of <laughs> mediocre as a driver. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we'd like to have a future for our two kids. I gotcha. So uh, at any rate, um, so uh, but yeah, there was this like late two thousands era where Tommy and Justin, yeah. everybody had there was like all these car driving testing shows. Always, and I was and like a local. guest star, right? That that would and, well, and, you're like the L.A. driver. It yeah. Would make sense. So, yeah. So I go out and do this, and I would watch these productions happen, um, and and I find it's a lot like construction. Like I've done some remodel projects, right? Like you you got your contractor. But he doesn't employ the tile guy full-time or the drywall guy or the electrician or whatever. you got all these subs. And if you have good subs, you can generally build a pretty nice house if you know what you're doing and treat people well and, and get organized. So I kind of saw production as something very similar. And um, and so I had an idea that, that there was an opportunity to do branded content within live sports broadcast, meaning that, you know, hey, at halftime during a football game or halftime during a soccer game, there's got to be some other stuff you could do to enter. It, you can't just do all X's and O's. And, and how do we bring brands in? Because nobody's watching commercials anymore. Um, we all go to our phones or go to the bar or, or, you know, go to the kitchen during a commercial. So I was looking for a way, how do you get branded content into live broadcast? So our very first project actually was with Continental Tire, with what you got, with major league soccer i'd concepted this whole thing pitched them on it originally as an nfl idea they said well what about soccer and i'm like why soccer they're like well we're the we're efficient fire right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh so right. that's how we got our start and, we, and that was the thing where a bunch of soccer players all like did hot laps in a lamborghini yeah. whoever got the fastest one lamborghini for you sean johnson yeah was the there you go yeah, yeah. sean yeah. was the winner of my first uh first season um in fact it's it's kind of hilarious the guy that finished second who was also a goalkeeper for um Chivas, the L.A. Chivas team, uh, Dan Kennedy, uh, he's gone on, retired. He had a great career in the MLS, but he's now in the real estate, syndicated real estate investing, and I do a lot of business okay. with him now, too. Yeah. So, Look at that. Um, anyways, been a, been a fun world. Uh, the thing with production is very nonlinear. You know, out you, you never know where the next project's going to come from. What do you mean? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so... It's uh, it's just sporadic. I mean, we shot a Lexus commercial right in this backyard. We were the very first production in L.A. Uh, when COVID hit because mm. the entire L.A. film permit office had yeah, shut yeah. down. Right. I got the mayor's office to give me special permission to shoot a Lexus did. commercial uh-huh. on the grass. Yeah. Right Shy there. towns and bells. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got, the, so. got the mayor's office. Uh-huh. And you seem to come into this with a lot of preconceptions about. I, about me, Sean. I want to learn. I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. <laughs> Told me I'm lying already. Yeah. I'm backing him up Townsend's on that because, like, I've never, yeah. I've never thought of you as shy at all. When I read that a quote from you saying it in an interview you did like years ago, I was like, wait, because you don't come across as shy at all. You seem very direct and very happy to share an opinion or or thought. Well, that means I've made a lot of progress. Okay, uh, but candidly, left left to my own devices, you know, on a if it was just me on an off day and the birds are chirping, you could find me, you know, sitting inside reading a magazine by myself or going out on a kayak by myself by i mean okay. i am ha- i am i don't know if i'm i'm happiest but i am most um, comfortable i would label that as introverted more than shy yeah yeah so. yeah i i yeah. suppose yeah. although um the the reality is if i was ever going to race a car in my life shyness was was death yeah right yeah for right? sure and so i was forced uh i was forced down a path by the strength of my desire okay. that right. outweighed my fear right yeah, yeah. 
Well, so so I, I think it's a good segue. So you, your production company, so what is the name of the production company? Short Shoot. But Short spelled S H O O T. Makes sense. Okay. Some plan kind of plan words, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah like like my that. dating life. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> That's Shaft. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Someone just got um, shafted. <laughs> uh, but um, what it sounds like to me is if by your kind of model that it's all subs, that means your number one responsibility is to sell. Which yes. seems like that is like if there's one. Beyond being a good driver, yeah. if there's one particular strength you seem to have had in your career, it's the ability to sell. I would I would agree 100. percent Yeah, yeah. That that separated me from the pack for sure. Yeah. Okay. So that is where I think your career begins is the fact that you've always known how to sell because yeah. you did not. You grew up in San Francisco, uh-huh. not far from me, and uh, as far as I can tell, you didn't necessarily come from money. I didn't have a disadvantaged background, right? There was always food on the table, True. Um, and. Uh, uh, did fun things uh, as a, as a kid. Um, my dad took me to the Indy 500 when I was 11 years old. Uh, Life changing experience. Mm-hmm. My dad had a deal with me and my two brothers. When each of us turned 10, I was 11, but 10 ish, uh, we could go anywhere in the United States with dad for a weekend. Dad worked a lot. Didn't see him a whole lot. Yeah. What did he do? Uh, business consultant. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so my older brother wanted to go to Manhattan. Yeah. My younger brother, uh, Schaefer, wanted to go to... My older brother's Anderson, younger brother Schaefer. We all have family last names, okay. first names. And younger brother Schaefer wanted to go to Alaska. So they did sort of plane, trains, yeah. you know, yeah. boats kind of adventure. Um, and I wanted to go to the Indy 500. And so that was 1986. Where did that come from? Because um, your dad wasn't a race guy. He, he, he liked racing, but okay. he wasn't a racing guy. Sure. Okay. You know, he... he had a motorcycle that he rode on. He was in airplanes. He liked mm-hmm. flying little little airplanes. Still does. And um, I don't know. It's early '80s, and you know, I grew up on an amazing television diet of the A Team, yeah, um, Chips, Air, Airwolf, Dukes of Hazard, yeah, Airwolf, yeah. There was a motorcycle one, Street Hawk. <laughs> oh, I don't even know about that one. Okay, Night Rider. Night Rider. Yep. Got Kit and Michael. So there's a theme I mean, in all yeah. of these. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I mean, the vehicles. Fall Guy, right? If you think about early '80s yeah. TV, there was some totally badass television yeah. that was all real stunts. Yeah, right, right, right. 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 Like yeah. zero special effects. But all some yeah. sort of vehicle too. Always it's a, a vehicle. motorcycle. It's, an, it's a, a helicopter, helicopter or whatever. Yeah, it's a van. And I was given an interview a few years ago about uh, the Indy 500 and, and, and that moment when I was 11 years old going to Indy, uh, which, by the way, it rained uh, on race day. And back then, they didn't run it on Monday. They ran it the following weekend. Oh. So we flew all the way back to San Francisco. And my dad, bless him, flew us all that's the way cool. back to the following did. weekend. Because yeah. well, he had to work. Nice. Yeah. That's a good And dude. we went back to see it again. <laughs> he could have been like, ah, we'll go next year. Yeah. And uh, and Bobby Ray Hall won. And um, it was pretty awesome. But I realized that that month, oh, I know what it was. It wasn't an Indy 500 interview. A few years ago, I got to fly with the, I got to fly with the Air Force in an F-16, which yeah. was like bucket list item. I'm sure, yeah. And um, finally got to do that, which was killer, thanks to Connor Daly in the U.S. Air Force. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I was telling somebody about that experience, and they said, well, how long have you wanted to do this? I said, ever since I was a kid. They're like, well, do you remember the moment you want to do this? I said, well, I grew up in San Francisco, and we had the Naval Fleet Week, and so the yeah. Blue oh, Angels right. would yeah. fly yeah. Yeah. over the San Francisco Bay, yeah. and I just thought that was incredible. And I said, and of course, Top Gun. Right. And I said right. that, and then after the interview, I went and looked. Do you know what the release date was for Top Gun? 
No. May of 1986. Okay. The exact yeah. same yeah, month same I went month. to yeah, the right. Indy 500. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds kind of cheesy, but the reality is that if I wasn't a racing driver, I might have been a fighter pilot because right. those that that month that in my life right. was like, so uh, incredibly influential in terms right. of of uh, building the dream in yeah. my head in terms of what I was interested for in. sure. Yeah. By the way, the F-16 experience was totally miserable. Like, as a passenger. Just yeah. too much? Uh, awesome, but totally overwhelming yeah, and right. super unpleasant. Now, are you yeah. spending, is that because, <laughs> is that because you, you were sick or are you spending the whole time trying to be the tough guy? Like you're so f- busy not being sick. I was, I was sick. I was trying to protect my ego. Yep. I yeah, was yeah, yeah. absolutely right. terrified. Right. I was, yeah, you know, right. I just... Just to, you know, I'm not a good passenger. What, what's worse on a neck, an F1 car or an F16? So the F16 has zero neck because it's all vertical. Okay. So right? it's just uh, every, the there's it's like just no like, lateral G. Right, right, it's right. just all vertical yeah. G. So it's all about just blood like rushing blood. out of your head. Yeah, you got the yeah, G suit yep. on and the whole thing. Yep. And, um, and coupled with the fact that when I, and actually this, going back to being a good salesman, this was a bit of a sales job, right, for me to get that opportunity. Sure, yeah. Because um, obviously you're going to pitch it on NBC Sports and do the whole yeah exactly got, yeah so <laughs> it's a good recruiting uh, tool and get signed up at yeah. So my original ideas, I, I I pitched the agency. I said let's fly. Here's what we should do: promote the Air Force around the Indy 500. Let's fly a lap of Indianapolis in the sky and break the track record in an F-16. That's an awesome idea. And the agency be like, that's awesome. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I show up at this Air Force base and. Uh, do a whole day of training, PowerPoint presentations that are horribly outdated on ejection <laughs> and all of yeah. this kind of thing. So first day is like all this training, and uh, second day is, you know, uh, reality. You're going to go fly this thing. And um, so we go, and uh, I, I meet with the pilots in the morning, and, and I forget the guy's name. One guy was Toro, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, the call sign. And yeah, the other, yeah. He was like the new guy that I was flying with and the established Sweet. guy. <laughs> and anyways, it wasn't the Thunderbirds. I thought it was going to see, you okay, know, fly sure, Thunderbirds. Sure. And, and the Air Force is like, well, that's kind of like synchronized swimming. They were very dismissive. Like, oh, yeah, Thunderbirds, like, nah. you know. They're like, you're going to go with the Viper demonstration team. I'm like, what's that? They're like, oh, that's where we send one F-16, the very latest specification. Mm-hmm. Thunderbirds are in like an older F-16. The latest specification to an air show, and this guy does this one pilot who's sort of our rogue, gnarly pilot yeah. in the Air Force. He does. He's like the maverick. Yep. He does the most extreme maneuvers the F-16 is capable like of. His sole objective is to black you out. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I'm like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. This lap of the sky, two and a half mile oval. We're going to try to break the track record. And they're just like, they're looking at me like, you guys are looking at me like, no. That's lame. <laughs> like, dude, that's, like, that's the lamest thing ever. They're like, no, we talked about it. We don't want to do that. Uh, I'm like, okay. Uh, they're like, I'm like, what are we going to do? They're like, well, normally we, we have a demonstration ride that we give to, to guests, but uh, we're just going to do dogfighting. We're going to take it on a full-blown dogfight. Connor's going to be in the other F-16. You're in this one. And so, they're just passengers. Total passengers. Yeah. Yeah. No, Connor got to fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys had Connor on? Not yet. Yeah, 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 hopefully yet. he's on your list. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that, guy's, that guy's lived uh, – Many, many lives. Yeah. Yep. Many lives for sure. Um, anyway, so we we, uh, we go to take off and, you know, Connor goes first. It's I think he's he's called Viper 1. I'm in Viper 2. It's totally like out of Top Gun. Like yeah. every one of my childhood fantasies is coming true right yeah, now. Yeah, right, right. And um, 
We're in Columbia, South Carolina, Shaw Air Force oh, Base. Cool. Yeah. By the way, I'd done a deal with Lamborghini as well and showed up in a, uh, a Ventador SVJ as this whole content mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. You just gave them a reason to black you out. Oh, yeah, the door. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is like a... Yeah. 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 What, what were you, were you, was, there a, was there any leather how, on you? How skinny were the no jeans? Leather? Yeah. No leather? No, a, just a thong. Just a thong. <laughs> yeah. No chaps. Yeah. Um, so uh, the takeoff was the, the actual super badass part yeah, that, like the, that I love yeah. because, you know, he starts rolling. He's like, all right, here comes full power. And I'm like, okay, kind of throws you back. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, this is kind of serious. Yeah. He goes, here comes the afterburner. So he throws that on. And now it's like pinned back in yeah, the seat. Yeah, yeah. You take off in like four seconds, gear up, and he levels at about 50 feet. Yeah. And we are just mocking. Um, and he goes, hey, get to the end of the runway. It's like a 10,000-foot runway. We're doing 500 miles an hour at the end of the runway, 50 feet off the deck. And he goes, all right, here comes the Gs. And you're like, oh, geez. And, and all of a sudden, oh, geez, here comes the Gs. All of a sudden, both legs go, you know, like the G oh, suit. The suit's yeah, because yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, constrict. Yeah. And, and it's just like. Do you know that's coming? I don't know what that feels yeah, like. So right. like uh, yeah, right. So yeah. it's like, you know, full like cuff, like mm-hmm. you're getting your blood pressure, but on both legs. Right. And it just goes. Poof. Yeah. And, and then, you know, split second later, you just completely Connor <laughs> describes it as melting into the seat that's what yeah, it is you yeah. are totally submissive yeah I've never been tased but I think that's what happened right, to me right and then for the next 10 minutes I'm just being tased like I, <laughs> I have no idea I have no idea which <laughs> right, way's up I can't right. see forward You're like I don't like this <laughs> I got yeah. monitors in front of me yeah and so after about I don't know eight minutes 10 minutes we got to like 8.9 or 9.0 G's yeah and the other thing I didn't appreciate is the airframe Vi- uh, shakes so violently. Really? I thought the airplane's good for 20 Gs, but yeah. I'm only good for 9. Yeah, right. No, the airplane's like, 11. It's, it's coming apart <laughs> at 10. See, that would bother yeah. me more than anything. Yeah, yeah. right. You yeah. feel yeah. this yeah. thing just going, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, like yeah. shaking oh. and shuddering. No. Like, right, right. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden we go straight and level in the middle of this dogfight, you know, with Connor, Viper mm-hmm. 2's mm-hmm. here. I'm just like, when is this over? I'm sweating. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yeah. They, by the way, strap two barf bags, one to each leg. Yeah. The two-bagger, yeah. they call it, when nice. you're the rookie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm definitely on my way to puking. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, we're like level, and it's just like, it's quiet, and I can see my pilots kind of looking around. And, and then here comes Viper 2. Yeah. And I look over, and I see that pilot's kind of got his head down, and, and he's got like a book. Uh-huh. And then I'm kind of craning to see around the monitors in front of me, and I notice my pilot's got his head down in a book. Yeah. Not a book, owner's manual. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and my guy comes on and says, hey, we've just had a, a serious failure of the main generator. I'm For like, hydraulics okay. or something? Elec- electrical. Oh, wow. 100% fly-by-wire airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, so I'll, I'll be back with you in a second. <laughs> You, you chill. Hold on. There's okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You chill. You chill. I'm just, you chill. I, I like. Yeah. I do the full like Mav like yeah. mask release, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like a sweat pouring out. But I am so relieved That's that we I have some kind of an emergency because what we were doing was, <laughs> that was the way worst thing I'd ever experienced. I'm like, I'll take. I yeah. was so You're happy. Like, oh bummer. I was really into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really thought that was great. Anyway, so I realized that both of these pilots are, you know, they've never dealt with yes, this. Yes, they're, they're going to the section section of the manual that yeah. deals with main generator failure. And um, he, so he comes on after a couple minutes. He goes, "All right, here's the deal. We've lost the main generator. It's a pretty serious situation. We're flying back to the base." Um, he goes, I have to start what's called the emergency power unit, the EPU, um, and uh, I need you to flip a th- few switches, right? From where you're sitting. <laughs> you're a part of this. Right. Yeah. So all yeah. of a sudden, the day before, which was 
old 80s PowerPoint presentations, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never really paid that much attention in school. This is one of these moments where I'm like, oh, geez. Like, okay, what did they say about ejection and all of that? And so I'm reaching down. I'm flipping switches that he's telling me to flip for my oxygen and this and that. Put this in emergency mode. Grab the yellow switch and go here. And you still prefer this over the G loading? One hundred percent. Okay, one hundred percent. All right. And uh, well, you know, there is there is an ejection thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, we get the EPU fired. And by the way, uh, like all of a sudden, the whole canopy cockpit starts it smells like bleach or something i'm like Gee. i go what what is that smell he goes do you have your mask on i'm like no he goes put your mask on <laughs> so the emergency power unit um come to find out is not powered by jet a fuel it's powered by this highly toxic um highly dense fuel called hydrazine okay and so i've been breathing this for yeah, like 30 like, seconds because i have my great. mask off Woo! and he's like oh <laughs> put your mask on yeah. So we come down, we, uh, we're being escorted down by Viper 2. Connor's there with like his iPhone, like, oh, Townsend's yeah. going to die. This is gnarly. I'm going to get some big, I'm going to get some big so time views. Clout. Yeah, so much clout. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget the name of the young lady that was the uh, field producer from NBC that I brought down for this feature. Apparently, she's in tears on the ground because she can hear all the oh, radio. Oh, thing. Right. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and she yeah. just killed you. And so we're, we're coming down. Nice. But this is an opening scene of Top Gun, right? Maverick and Cougar, yeah, right? Yeah, right? This yeah. is 100%. Yeah. My, I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the full experience. Yeah. So they're bringing me down, and we are probably 200 feet off the runway, and all of a sudden, all of my screens go dark. Nice. Nice. And I know airplanes well enough to know that, okay, this is all, this is a joystick. Uh-huh. This is fly-by-wire. This is fly-by-wire. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, rudder, pe- you know, it's like yeah. everything is electrical. Yeah. And if the screen just went dark, and I looked, it was a moment of truth. Now I wish I'm back doing the G stuff. Right, because I, right. I look between my legs at the yellow handle, and I know if I pull, He's he, gotta go he too. punches. <laughs> if he pulls, I punch. Yeah. We're punching yeah. together. Yeah. And all I can think of is at the PowerPoint presentation, they're like, F-16s have 100% survival rate. There's been 30 ejections or whatever it's uh-huh. been. But you usually break your legs because, like, your your <laughs> like your your kneecaps hit the yeah. Dis- yeah, the right. dash. Yeah, hit something. Sure. And, and so you, I'm like, oh man, I really don't want to break my my legs yeah, today. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden the screens come back on. We land and it's full hazmat team, fire trucks, okay. the full rescue. I on thought the this might be going towards it, and they were just with me the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, 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 it was legitimate, it was 100% yeah. legit. And uh, wow. And so I asked my pilot afterwards. I'm like, I'm like, does does stuff like this happen a lot? He's like, he's like. Well, well, we have, you know, these things do have some issues. He goes, but I've been, I got like 2,000 hours in an F-16. He goes, this is the most serious issue I've ever had. <laughs> Just dumb luck. Wow. But yeah. uh, gnarly. Anyways, you guys want to talk about racing, though. That was my No, no, we don't. Story. No, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. you clearly haven't listened to enough of these. But going back to the Top Gun thing, it was incredible. And, and yeah, we're still in 1986, by the way, <laughs> yeah. in this story. Yeah. And I just saw yeah. the preview that finally, after a year You're and a right. half or two years yeah, of delays, yeah, yeah. that yeah. the new one, Maverick, is yeah. I think May 27th, I yeah. saw, is the premiere yeah. date. Yeah, it so should be up by now. If I might have to yeah. skip my Indy 500 broadcast. And sorry, I'm going to be at the theater for well, the preview for you. day. Yeah. yeah I got, I got you guys would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Ratings <laughs> would go through the roof. We'd all be screwed. Yeah, I mean, everybody would be fired immediately. But it would be really, really well watched. I think we'd go in with the attitude this is going to be our only time. This is it. So let's make a mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get canceled. Today. Anyway, so all right, so nineteen, so it was just, you just grew up and you, liking all these TV shows. So the Indy Five Hundred seemed like the perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, the thing to do. Biggest race in the world, and uh, you know, I went out there. Um, lasting impressions of of that experience were uh, probably four things: um, the balloons, yeah, the beer cans, 
Yep. So um, well, you grew up in San Francisco where people throw things away. Yeah, George, yeah. Georgetown Road. I mean, so we sat in the main grandstand, kind of near start finish. Yeah. Um, and uh, and by the way, I, I seem to recall like for my dad to buy a ticket back then was something like $800 in 1986. Yeah, right. Like in the newspaper from a scalper. Like yeah. that ticket was big time. It was like a Super Bowl ticket. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's still a lot of people there today and it's in demand, but not yeah, like, but not like, like it was back then. Yeah. Well, now yeah. it makes sense why you went back after the rain delay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, the, the bought a flight car. was probably yeah. 99 bucks. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it was a really big deal. Yeah. Um, so I remember the beer cans. I remember the balloons. Um, I remember the just hair raising sensation of the 33 cars coming down for the start. I mean, that to me was hero stuff. I was just like, oh my God, that's awesome. It was like the the air show at Fleet Week. It's yeah, like right. Blue Angels. It's another you know? thing that's yeah, sensory overload. Um, so yeah. I thought that was incredible. And the fourth thing I remember is that, you know, one of my favorite TV shows at the time was Knight Rider. And I was standing at a urinal. Uh, in ga- I think I was in Gasoline Island or in the Grand Center or something. And um, and on my peripheral Here it comes. is yes. this yes. large guy yes. in a black leather jacket, yes. black right. jeans, yep. who's six foot four. Yep. Right. And uh, was he was he unbuttoned a little bit? A little little bit of a puff? I didn't I didn't, yeah. I wasn't puff. looking that closely. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was it was Michael Knight. Wow. And wow. Uh, I was just like, oh my God, this I'm in heaven. I'm yeah. at the Indy 500 and Knight Rider. The Hoff. Yeah. yeah. And this is in yeah. his prime, right? right? The yeah, show is like Hoff. hot. Yeah, yeah. Prime yeah. Hoff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was there. He was associated with Ari Leindex car, as I recall. It was okay. a black and gold. I don't know if it was a player's car. It was Pravimi uh, uh, Veal. Uh, yeah. Pravimi yeah. Veal. And somehow he was a celebrity, you know, sure. owner or <laughs> VIP at the race. Right, and right. Uh, anyways, that was my that was that was one of my lasting memories. Yeah, for race. sure. Yeah, Pretty so, cool. So a list celebrity and the Indy 500. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a fan of the show. Of course, you're going to be blown away. by yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, it, you know, before drifting, there was all those TV shows in the early 80s and mm-hmm. they all drifted before they even knew what right. that was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, so that was the cocktail that led to me certainly being fascinated with the idea of being a racing driver. Right. But if you didn't grow up in a family of racers at 11 years old in the 80s, there is no internet to say like, okay, here's the IKF or here's some karting that you totally. can go to. So like, you're 11, you've just you're hooked. The bug has been bit. But there's no easy way for you to go out and figure out racing, especially living in the city of San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Closest thing I had was a big wheel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I was pretty pretty good on my big wheel. Yeah. But um, so when I was 12 years old, uh, I moved. We moved. My family moved to San Luis Obispo, okay. Central Coast, which is about. Four hours south of San Francisco, yeah, a couple yeah, hours yeah. north of halfway between now. L.A. and San Francisco. Yeah, okay. That's kind of how I look at it. Um, kind of near Monterey. That's kind of a stretch. Yeah. Um, so uh, Santa Maria, which is 30 minutes yep. to South San Luis Obispo, had a, had a go-kart track. track. Yep. Yeah. It's the That's nicest kart track in California, I think. Really? I believe. Because well, it's not from a like facility standpoint. Yeah. As a track. Yeah. Just lots of corners. It's, it's just a, mm. it's a driver's track. <clears throat> so... Um, Basically, my dad announced one day, "Hey, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down to this go kart track to try it out." Uh, and you know, we had Malibu Grand Prix growing up, uh, yeah. which was you know was kind like of K one of its day. Yeah, yeah it was right. Like a yeah. golf course with like these little yeah. Carts yeah. They had, they had yeah. a 
putting, like a, what do you call that? Yeah, it was uh, a mini golf course. Mini golf. Putt, putt. And, they had little bumper buggies. Like yeah, they had little boats. bumper buggies. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then when you were old enough, which I don't know if 11 you could be. But I couldn't like, drive the big car. The no, big car. They, yeah, they yeah, had yeah, like yeah. wings and slicks yeah, and yeah, suspension. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they had, they had they a two-seater. Yeah. And my right. dad would take me in the two-seater. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. But you couldn't go by yourself until you which were like. crazy because like kids probably have no idea what any of this is. Yeah, there's like K1 I was just thinking about this. Like we have to explain what Malibu Grand Prix, Grand Prix is yeah. because it's not, a, not thing. a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. an it's outdoor insane. track. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, in fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, Tommy Kendall was sponsored by them. He I came was, across yeah, some photo Nissan. recently yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. where Tommy was sponsored by. And he was an outdoor track. So yeah. imagine an outdoor go kart track yeah. with two different classes yep. of yeah. cars: one for like kids and one for adults. So that was kind of where I got my racing. And, and you know, for what it's worth, I was pretty decent as a kid. You know, at a Malibu um, kart, at a, at, at a Malibu Grand Depending Prix. If you got like the green one. If you got the red one. You weren't as good, but the green one, you were pretty good. Yeah. Which is which is kind of ridiculous to say because how many times <laughs> do you hear somebody say, "Oh, my kid's really good at K one yeah. speed" or something? Yeah, that means you write them off. Yeah, percent like, fucking idiot. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you so were really good. I was really good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my dad uh, uh, said we were gonna, you know, go down to San Marino and try out karting, um, and so I started racing at you know age twelve uh, in at the Santa Maria Karting Association (SMKA). Um, it was kind of funny. At, at uh, I remember one weekend. Uh, it was kind of a bigger race. Maybe it was an IKF regional race or something. Um, I ended up in a in a battle with the son of John from Chips. Huh. So okay. I had I had the, yeah. I had the the Hoff moment, yeah. and then I had the son from Chips in a go kart yeah. race. Yeah. Um, John Baker was his character's Baker, name, yeah, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so I did a little bit of go karting, but I was a soccer player uh, in, in in school. I wasn't a diehard racer. I got in the cart. I was pretty good, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't my main thing. It was just something I did. Because it's not it's what fun. you want to do, or just there was just no family. I, it like, just wasn't a focus, okay. and and I I was probably more focused on playing soccer at that time, mm-hmm. and so I, I mean, I might have done. 10 races there, eight yeah, races right, or right. something like that. And you didn't like do the, the circuit in no, Southern California. Like no. It was all just one track. No, at the club level. Yeah. You right, know, right, there right, might have been yeah. six kids in a race, five sure. kids yeah, in a race, yeah, yeah. whatever. My dad's tuning on the thing. And, yeah, you know. but you're not part of this whole. Because yeah. you're a couple of years younger than the big crop of kids that came totally. out, like Joey and yes. whatnot. Like they yeah. were all just a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm in eighth grade. This is like I've probably been doing it for a, a year. Like I said, a handful of races. And uh, I played soccer and baseball. And um, uh, we also had some ATVs that we went to Pismo Beach with, Honda Odysseys. So we had this trailer that had uh, three of those Odysseys on it and a, and a Yamaha big wheel on the back. Yes. It was a fat tire motorcycle yeah. for the dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad still commuted back and forth to San Francisco to work from San Luis Obispo. Uh, and so um, he left on Sunday night. And said to me when he left, hey, when you can, I want you to load the Odysseys on the trailer so we can go next weekend. I'm like 12, maybe 13, eighth grade. Um, so Monday night went around. I didn't do it. Tuesday night, I'm thinking, okay, my dad's coming home Thursday. I better get this done. Um, and I have baseball tryouts that night. And uh, so my friend Justin Demko's over at the house. Um, and I said, hey, before we go to baseball, I got to do this real quick. So. Uh, this was a six, 16 foot flatbed trailer with a wood contraption we'd built on top to load three Odysseys sideways. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Perp- so, we, so it was kind of a long yeah. drive up. But basically, that's like the, the equivalent of the weight of three four wheelers. Yeah. 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 yeah those Just things are give, probably yeah. 500 pounds right, each, something right. like that. Yeah. 
And um, plus the trailer. So we had these wooden ramps too that were homemade. So and the wooden 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 ramps are chalking the wheels. We live on a on a bit of a hill, so they're chalking the wheels of the trailer. And we have a we have an F three fifty in front of the trailer. The trailer sucked up too. I thought. So I pulled the the ramps out because we had those as like extra safety chocks. Put the ramps up. Little did I know that my older brother had taken, without permission, the truck. I don't think he had his driver's license at the time. <laughs> and hadn't hooked it back up to the trailer. So when I came down the, to do all of this, I just glanced. I just assumed yeah, it's, it's hooked up like it always is. It. Yeah, 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 it's like backed right in position. He right. just never lowered the trailer right. back onto the ball. So I pulled the ramps out, um, get the ramp set up, drive the Odyssey. And again, the trailer's like this. Drive the Odyssey sideways up. You know, you kind of had to like kind of goose it a little yeah, bit. It's yeah, a bit yeah. of a send yeah, to get up there. Like, get run, run. Yeah. And kind of a, <laughs> and, and, and then come, and then you got to jump on the brakes and boom and land. Yeah. So I'm in the Odyssey d- done this, you know, a bunch of times right. and all of a sudden, oh my God, there's an earthquake. Right. Right. Something's happening. Like yeah, this yeah. incredibly loud noise and shudder as the trailer starts gaining momentum down the hill backwards. Yeah. And you're sitting on top of it. And in I'm an in Odyssey. an Odyssey yeah. on top of the trailer Probably not belted in or anything. I might have been. Okay. Uh, I'd actually probably probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Right. No, yeah. I'm definitely I'm not. Now that I think about it. Yeah. And the noise, of course, is the post. Yeah. Just right. Grrr. The, the trailer yeah. post yeah. just grinding Digging the asphalt. Yeah. And this thing's building speed <laughs> in our neighborhood downhill. Yeah. And by the way, at the end of the hill is uh, a boulevard and then a canyon <laughs> off the other side. <laughs> And then there's a snake pit. Yeah. So, so I, lava. I kind of jump out of the Odyssey and I'm on the trailer and, and it's building speed. It's making this horrendous noise. Mm-hmm. And my friend Justin is like on the sidewalk, you know, eyes as big as saucers. Yeah. And I just remember looking at him like, what the hell do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And he just, he's, I just, I'll never forget. He's like, dude, bail. You know, <laughs> bail. And so, Without thinking clearly, I jump down to this lower level on the back and and kind of go to run off the back of the trailer, not the side. Thinking so in front of the momentum, basically about to take you off over. the back, but it's That's going backwards. Yeah, it's coming at me, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it yeah. is just Flintstone feet. Yeah. You know, yeah. all of a sudden, when my feet hit the pavement, I'm going twice as fast as my head thought I was yeah, going so to yeah, run. Yep, yep. I got all the adrenaline going, but there's no amount of adrenaline can make up for no that way. speed shortage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I just eat it. Yeah. And. You know, basically look back for a split second, curl up in the ball in a fetal position, and this trailer just mows me over. Oh, God. And uh, so I wake up in the middle of the street, um, and the first thing was like, oh, my pinky. God, I I cut my pinky. Right. And then I look back, and and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the trailer's now hit this. I don't want to tell Honda products on the show. It's a Honda. Hey, I'm all in on this. We're going to get plenty of Lexus mentions That's why I know if you were, well, we'll bleep those. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we... I look back. the The car is hit. The, the trailers hit the Civic. The Odyssey's on the roof of the Civic, and my pinky's bleeding. And I'm thinking, my dad is going to kill me. Yeah, he yeah. is going to be so right, pissed. Right. And then all of a sudden, the wave of pain yeah, from all the, the other stuff yeah. came <laughs> over. I had a fractured skull. I had a broken foot. Yeah. I had torn ligaments in my knee. I had. Uh, oh, this is our food getting delivered. Nice. We are not in a yeah. restaurant, by the way. Yeah. Stand by. Here at T bills. So. Yeah, I realized the extent of my injuries, but I didn't really know. But I'm and all of a sudden in tons of pain. And um, so I ended up in a wheelchair. 
uh, for about three or four weeks with yeah. with issues with a knee, surgery on my foot. You're lucky to be alive, dude. Totally like, lucky I to mean, be alive. Yeah, that thing and moves the wrong way. If you have a cracked yeah. skull, like, good God. So um, basically, I, go-karting was over at that point. Everything was over, you know, so I, all sports were done. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't make the baseball team That's that right. night. make the tryout? Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> and so I was in the hospital for about a week. And um, uh, so then... Um, my parents split up when I was 16. And, and at that point, it was when I thought, you know, I always thought I was pretty good in a go-kart. Um, I'd like to maybe pursue that a little mm-hmm. bit. But now my parents are split up. There's no money. Yeah, right. There's no anything. And um, so I convinced a local go-kart shop uh, to basically sponsor me. Um, I think I had to pay for tires and like entry fees or something. Right. Based on what? Exactly. Like zero credential. Other right. than he remembered when I would drive on the local races, right, like, oh, right, that guy's right. pretty good for right. no experience. Sure. Because um, a 16 year old coming in and be like, no, I'm going to be good. Like, yeah. that's not a thing. You should so, see me in Malibu. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did like. I did like three or four races, including the IKF National at Adams. Oh, um, in a in a <laughs> in a chassis that was built in Thailand that this guy was importing. So that's okay. how I got a free chassis. What well, year was this? I was uh, sixteen. Would have been oh, okay. Been um, way before because I did a nationals at Adams, but that yeah. was a decade later. Anyways, oh, it was yeah. I was horribly uncompetitive and. Uh, um, as I recall, like I couldn't even afford the tires and the fuel thing, right? And I was playing but soccer. But you still sold them based on literally I, yeah, no yeah. But yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's yeah. a th- the, the theme. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we know each other well, but the theme I've always seen with you is you can sell, whether it's video production, sponsorships, or whatever. Sell so. me this pen. Yeah. <laughs> sell me this podcast. <laughs> no bucks, no Buck Rogers. Right. That's right. There you go. So, anyways, that didn't last very long. Three months, and now I graduated high school. Thought, okay, well. I guess I'm supposed to go to college. That's what you're supposed to do. And uh, so I went to UCSB. Yep. That is UC Santa Barbara. Became the captain of the water ski team. Because I'm like, wait a second. The state In of California. In the Cal- late 80s? This is early 90s. Early 90s water skiing had to be a thing. <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, okay, the uh, state of California is going to buy a brand new ski nautique, and I can be in charge of this program. And I've got government plates. Remember in California, we had the exempt E-diamond oh, plate? Right, yeah. So I had a ski nautique with a trailer with an exempt diamond plate with oh, a yeah. quadraphonic blow punk and a subwoofer. This guy's on uh, it. So it was pretty fun. That was a good, good era. I, I need to know about early 90s water skiing. Well, also, like, uh, did this help with the shyness? Um, the alcohol helped with the shyness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was plenty of that on the water ski team. Um, so anyways, three years of UCSB. I'm in my junior year. And uh, they're like, hey, we've got, you know, on-campus recruiting week for your job opportunities coming out of UCSB. And what were you going to school for? Uh, business like, economics. Okay. Which means nothing. No, I understand that. But, like, forget the degree. Like, I got the degree. Supply, supply demand is about a 15-second, you know, uh, lesson. Yeah. And, and, and then it's figured out, kid. Then the rest of it is just yeah. complicated vocabulary. So you, junior year is until you figure out racing. So what? Junior year. But what, um, what was the, like, were you just going to be a business consultant like that? Or oh, was I had there, no idea what I was You were just do. figuring it out. Um, in fact, that was the realization, like, oh, my God. Uh, You're about to graduate. I'm, I'm at this on-campus recruiting event, and the only, the only like, very obvious opportunity was Enterprise Rent-A-Car. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. we've all rented yeah. from Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you walk in, and there's a young college grad yeah. in a suit and Absolutely. tie on, and, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, boy. This, this is, is your future. This yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. 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 And um, so 
I was probably reading Rodent Track in my, you know, little shared one bedroom college thing and uh one of those magazines and I just happened across a Skip Barber ad. Um and you know, Skip Barber, as you guys know, did such a great job back then laying out the ladder. It was like you go to racing school, you race in our school series, you do the Barber Dodge Pro Series, then you go to Indy Lights, then you go to IndyCar. And I looked at that and I'm like, okay. Um, I always thought I was a really good driver. I have zero credentials to back that up. Never really, never really focused on karting or achieved anything in karting. Um, but whatever, in my head, I think I could actually do. And I watch races and be like, oh, I think I could actually be all right at that. <laughs> I've seen it on TV. I've seen it on TV, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so I went to Skip Barber in um, in. I think it was October or, no, or November of 1996. It was three, it was about $2,500. Yeah. I put it on my credit card. Um, I was working two part-time jobs at the time. I was putting myself through school, by the way. And so it was a big deal. Like when you're that age and living yeah. hand to mouth yeah. and, and 2,500 bucks $2, is credit a card bill. Yeah, big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the possibility of crash damage liability. Yep. So I went to Skip Barber and, uh, uh, you know, first thing was like classroom session, chalk talk for an hour, and then it was go downstairs and we're going to show you how to strap into a Formula Dodge race car. And um, we hadn't even started up the car yet. And in that moment of just getting in the car, putting on the seat belts, hands on the wheel, mm -hmm. I mean, I I, uh, I just decided there. And then not only this is what I'm going to do, I can't believe I haven't didn't do this sooner. Yeah. I'm 21 years old. Yeah. I'm about to say, like, this isn't maybe I'm talking myself into age here but this isn't that long ago no and uh at 21 which starting a racing career at 21 now seems impossible yeah so with like a handful of go-kart races in a regional level. i think it was four years and nine months later um i was signing a contract to race an indycar right so it was an incredibly short process and when i decided i i was going to do this i was going to stop at nothing to make it happen and so my life went from, you know, pretty casual college student, broadband lifestyle to right. one thing, this is totally focused. Be. Right. But um, at the right age that you can focus that energy and keep Which, it. by the way, at that age and in my situation, that meant, you know, 50 hours a week on the phone. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hustling. It's not a thing now, but like you said, there was this ladder system. So the next step, if you enjoyed, if you're of the right age and had the funds... You go into the big national series that would then take you to Indy Lights or Atlantic's called the Barber Dodge Pro Series, which was a Skip Barber paired series, theoretically all identical cars. Um, in-house, one-stop shop. In-house, one-stop shop. Yeah. You just show up and drive. You don't have to sign with a team. You are bringing a check to Skip Barber. You are living off of credit cards and hand-to-mouth schoolwork. How, I don't see how sponsorships to run Barber Dodge are a thing, but I'm guessing this is how you get there. It is by any means necessary. Right. Right. At this point. Sure. So I did the three-day racing school, um, you know, did, did did fine. Not that there's a scorecard, but it sure. um, seemed like, okay. I'm guessing you, there is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I left, and it's like, okay, what do I need to do to race in the school series? Well, you right. need, I think it was $3,000 a weekend. For Barbara Dodge? No, that's for the for Formula the, Dodge series. Oh, so, so it's like the like step school below. Cars, yeah, yeah. School cars. Street tires. Yeah, yeah. School cars. Five race weekends was the Western Championship. So it's 15 grand. So I did what I think anybody would do, which is, okay, I don't have any money. 
uh, but I really, really want to do this. So I just started asking lots of questions like, well, how do people, you know, pay for this? Right, right. And, you know, the, the reality is most people pay for it because if you're a kid, You've parents pay got for a it. Source of money, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, got a source yeah. of money. Yeah. Or if you're an older gentleman racing like that, you've already gone out, hustled, and you've earned it some other. Yeah. You've done what John Bennett did, for instance. Right. You know. Yeah. I love John Bennett's story, which or Carl Russo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of like racing. Tried it out. Didn't have any money. Went and kicked ass in business. Exactly. And right. really, how I tell everybody to get involved now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you think I should do? I'm like, yeah. go make millions, and then yeah. get to decide what you want to do. <laughs> so for me, luckily, one of the instructors whispered in my ear, "Hey." Uh, by the way, I know you're. I know you're like trying to figure out how to raise some money. If um, a lot of people don't realize, if you bring a corner worker to Skip Barber for a uh, school race weekend, we will give you a one hundred dollar credit per worker per day. Huh? Because the local SCCA volunteers weren't willing to come do the school races because it wasn't a real. So you just mm -hmm. need to find one hundred and fifty of them. I just needed to find. 11, 11 turns at Laguna Seca. I got 11 people. It's 3300 bucks for the weekend. That covers 100% of my entry fee. So now the mission is, okay, I just got to find. But you're in college. I'm in college. I'm right. thinking this is great. I'll call some guys on the water yeah, ski yeah. team yeah. or whatever and invite them out. <laughs> Which is a thing at the time. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So I start making, I get, I get about two or three calls into my friends, and it's clear to me that nobody in Santa Barbara shares Townsend's passion <laughs> for pursuing <laughs> his well, racing and, and opportunity. Like, Laguna is still from Santa Barbara. It's still three or four hours. Oh, it's like, like a four-hour drive, yeah, and it's yeah. on a weekend. Like, yeah. dude, uh, yeah, we're in Santa Barbara right, on right, a weekend. Right, like, right, we aren't leaving. No. Yeah. And we have access to a boat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But instead, you're going to stand in a corner, not right. drive, right. Yeah. and watch slow race cars go around. So that was a fail. Okay. <laughs> um, I tried calling the local, like, SCCA you know, volunteer organizer person, you know, pleading, mm -hmm. pleading, uh, financial hardship and, and was denied there. Um, so I'm like, shoot, I gotta find, I gotta find some corner. I think even yeah. my mom was like, Oh honey, I've got like, you know, an event <laughs> with my friends. That week. So I'm like, you're dumb. Oh, right. Let me call you back. Yeah. Yeah. So on a whim, I'm like, okay, I gotta get more creative here. I'm like, well, who wants to, that's for one weekend, not the whole championship. I just need to get a stop. I'm just trying to get yeah, one get race. race. Yeah. Get one race. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, forget about the championship. He's got a little taste and he's got to get the van in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So on a whim, I call Carmel Valley High School, which is just <laughs> over the hill. And uh, they go, they go, Carmel Valley High School, this is Jenny. And I'm like, oh, hey, Jenny, uh, do you guys have an auto shop? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. And I, uh, she goes, uh, Mr. Mr. Jones, an auto shop. I'm like, can you connect me? She's like, absolutely. <laughs> No screening. Yeah. So, what is this about? <laughs> so, guy answers the phone. Jones Auto Shop. You know, I said, hey, Mr. Jones, uh, my name's Townsend Bell. I race at uh, Skip Barber. I haven't even raced yet. Right. Yeah. yeah. I uh, run the Skip Barber School. I race at Skip Barber uh, at Laguna Seca Racetrack just now. Oh, yeah, I know Laguna Seca. I said, yeah, we're reaching out to some of the local area high schools because we've... Uh, We've just <laughs> we've just uh, we've just announced a new internship program for local area high school students, and we're reaching out to uh, local auto shop uh, classes, wondering if you might have some students that want to participate. He's like, oh, he's like, I've never never heard of that. I said, well, it's a new program we just announced. <laughs> we just instituted it today, <laughs> an hour ago, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, as I talk, and I said, I don't know if you'd be interested in having any students participate, but there's three parts to the program. We we teach them uh, a little bit about uh, vehicle preparation. 
we teach them a little bit about vehicle dynamics. They don't get to drive, but we, we talk to them about vehicle dynamics and what it takes to, uh, you know, operate a racing car at speed, friction circle, all that. He's like, okay. And I said, but really the highlight of our program is our race officiating segment. And this is an opportunity for your students will actually get to officiate a real auto race. Did you see Wolf on Wall Street? I did. Okay. Just make yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen, I've seen like, catch, live that. catch me. Yeah, I was like, I'm looking yeah. at yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, uh, all of this was true, by the way. So I got the mechanics to do like a little vehicle prep sure, talk sure. with the students. I, you know, I paid for their lunch, got them a t-shirt, all of that. And I knew as a former high school student that leaving school on Friday, even if it meant doing oh, something yeah, on Saturday, yeah, yeah. Sunday was like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So luck of the, luck of the draw, luck of the Irish, whatever it is, teachers like Mr. Jones, like, this is incredible. I'm like, really? He's like, <laughs> I've never heard of such he's a like, thing. He's like, I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, he goes, he goes, give me your name and number. Let me talk to the students. So, you know, I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs and I'm thinking, hey, God, if I got two, you know, maybe I can piece the rest of it together. So he calls me back like at four o'clock that same afternoon. He goes, uh, yes, this is so-and-so auto shop, Mr. Jones. I said, great. He goes, you got a pen? I'm like, uh, yeah. He goes, he started listing off the names. Here's Timmy, Sally, Bobby, you know, Chad. Here's their phone numbers. So I showed up my first Skip Barber race weekend. I turn up with, I think it was seven. I didn't get 11. Like seven local high school students, corner workers. And um, and if any of them are listening today, thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. Um, but you know what? I did everything I said I was going to do for them. Um, so it wasn't bullshit. Uh, it might have been creative at the time. But desperation leads to tremendous creativity sometimes. We'll use this as our entree. To a, we, we, we have a theme. This is where we want to get to. So we have a theme that we've learned with almost all people when they get into racing. Now, you're going to disagree with the term we use, but follow our logic. Successful pros, I would say. Successful pros. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone starts on a lie or a con 100% of the time. Mm. And so this was sounds like your big one. Now, you're not going to agree with us calling it a con because you fulfilled your obligations. It was a lie or a con. But it was. You started as one, though. <laughs> lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the grave fighting you on that. <laughs> now, there was a guy at Skip Barber at the time who had been caught robbing convenience stores to come up with his money. Right. You ever hear his story? No. No, but that's, that no. goes beyond con. That's, that's actually like a <laughs> felony. Yeah. yeah. No, full-on felony. Yeah. yeah. So this guy at gunpoint was holding up like 7-Elevens and, and gas stations uh, and stuff. You got a name? I don't know his name, but you know how they caught him? He's wearing a driver's seat or something? Every single, car was a every, car. every single victim <laughs> reported that he had a mask on, but all I remember <laughs> is it said Sparko. Sparko. <laughs> <laughs> and so yes. multiple people yes. reported Sparko, yes. and they traced it back the like Sparko the cops didn't realize. That's a, like, huh. that's a fireproof head It's only in Sonoma, yeah. Monterey. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. When, when you are triggered triggered for something that you have no control over frankly which is the strength of your desire i tell young drivers this all the time i had no control over that and by the way super important for parents out there you don't have any control over that if there's one thing i've learned as a parent is that desire is something that cannot be taught bought but but parents we we try all the time right to find okay how to inspire my kids or you know they're going to find what they're going to find and in my case i found racing so, and I mean, this is, this is not a, this is more of a, of a bigger picture thing. But I'm not hearing any safety net in this process. Safety net, right? Yeah, right. no, zero. When it comes to your kids, what do you believe in safety nets? I don't. Interesting. Even as a dad, I don't, no. 
No, I, I'm not a big. Uh, in fact, I, I advocate to parents because I, I get a lot of calls from from families that are like, "Hey, I, I heard you like are good at raising sponsorship." And I'm like, well, I, I was back when I had to. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when my back was um, right. And um, uh, but and I and, and so I ask I ask parents all the time. So tell me about your situation with your kid, or I ask the kids to tell me. Well, you know, I'm going to going to school and pursuing racing, and I always ask, why are you going to school? Or I ask the parents, why is your kid going to school? And they say, well, so he's got a backup plan. And I said, well, you realize that where you're trying to get to, whether that's IndyCar, Formula One. IMSA, NASCAR, I said, that is, in my experience, akin to climbing a vertical wall with the wind blowing at 30 miles an hour and people trying to kick your hands off anywhere you can hold on yeah, to. Right. Yeah. And you're going to, and, and when you tell me that your kid's going to college simultaneously, all that says is that you are loading on your son or daughter's back like a 50-pound backpack to climb that vertical wall. With all, why would you, why would you compromise the purity of focus to take on the seemingly impossible task of 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 succeeding in racing, winning at the highest level, making it with additional burden? I said, college is going to be there forever. Yeah. In my case, I still joke to my wife and kids like I didn't stop. I paused, you know, like I'm a junior at UCSB. I can go get you my transcripts out of my file cabinet right now. I've even called the university to confirm this with one, (laughs) with a one, with a one sheeter, I can re-enroll. And and you know what? There's probably not a whole lot different in the curriculum at UCSB. Lovely school. By the way, a whole lot harder to get in now. I've discovered as a parent, (laughs) Um, but uh, probably not a whole lot's changed. And and that education is there if I want to go finish and get it. So I'm a big believer that if you're, if you're pursuing anything um, with a passion, a backup plan is is a huge uh, uh, negative in terms of um, succeeding. It's extra weight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just extra weight. Yeah. 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 You don't need it. I'll also say this for any parents or young people that are debating this situation. Yeah. I was a business major. It meant virtually nothing at UCSB as an undergrad, right? It's not a practical education. It's all theoretical and all of that. But I was interested in business as a student. Like if I had to pick something, not not that unusual business. Um, the I'm 46 now, so the 25 years that I've been in the racing business has been, I think, one of the best business educations that anybody could ever have because it's racing, but it is at the intersection of of seemingly every industry yeah. in the world, whether Absolutely. it's crypto or automotive or yep. or or software or energy drinks or I mean, you just think about yeah. tobacco, whatever it is. The number of industries that that we learn about and and have to un- because of the nature of the way that auto racing sponsorship works, in that it is not an essential, right? No business has to be in auto racing. You to, just described to my whole business. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and because of that, that means as racers or people that work in the industry, in order to um, successfully secure deals and sponsorship deals um, and, and sell what we have to offer, we have to be like a chameleon to understand what they need, how their business works. So, so we have a much more intimate understanding of any company involved in the sport than anybody in traditional advertising. You know, my counterparts at NBC that sell ad sales, they don't, it's just, they're just trying to sell a spot. This is all I have to offer you. Right. Exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to put a pause on what you say only in the sense that like that's coming from somebody who sells successfully. 
like you can be a chameleon because you've actually managed to make it work. Right. I don't yeah, know I was saying you were saying we. I was yeah, like, like, dude, you're there's a small not a lot of we in the people sport, that are, but you've yeah. made it work yeah. for you, and that's yeah. why because you you I believe are one of the few that actually understand this. But but that's um, why it was such a great business education. Sure. In order to succeed at selling, right. I had to I had to really understand how these businesses work right. because what I'm selling is not a sticker on a car. What I'm selling is some deal that I've put together with the company that's being celebrated right. on the race car. Like the the the, the it's like a you it's like a, uh, a celebration, uh, uh, like a party. Yeah, right. the, the deal is celebrated on the car. Let's have a party and yeah, it's on the car. But what's actually making it happen is a thing behind. behind a, you know. a whole back end deal right, that's right. very complicated and, and turned out to be a great education for me. So where do the idea is? So just because I like we'll use it your your very first race as, as an example is where did the idea to come to call a high school? It sounds like it came from a bunch of other failures. Um, I didn't like pounding my head against the wall meaning making phone calls like okay if i called if i called two friends and they're right. like dude this is lame i'm not going to keep calling friends. Yeah, right okay. it's like okay. that, and that's where I'm going. you know so, I, I, so the initial plan was i'm going to get 11 of my friends to come after two calls like okay that ain't working right yeah mom's not coming right so okay yeah. so i was thinking to myself where am i going to find somebody available on a friday saturday sunday well ultimately if if adults aren't willing to do it or college students yeah. i'm like okay let's go younger let's right. get kids yeah. and i'm yeah. thinking well i was a high school student once love ferris bueller's day off you know friday oh fr friday was the key it was yeah, like right. oh yeah i get to leave school on friday go to the racetrack yep, and i don't have to do english yeah. or these other classes but i like auto shop and i don't know somehow i just was like oh maybe yeah. there's an angle there right now yeah. you say you're shy how hard is that phone call to make um because I know for me that would be the biggest reason to not yeah, do it. Yeah, it wouldn't great. be the idea. Great, the great, great question. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I, I didn't mention to you guys is that when you think about it, I'm 21. I'm paying for my tuition at UCSB yeah. and for yeah. living. Right, and a $2,500 card, card bill. Correct. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So I had three jobs at the time. Right. I sold shoes at a specialty running shoe store. You were in okay. sales. Yeah. Okay. I was in sales. Um. I sold, yeah, I sold uh, software over the phone to bicycle retailers. Kind of a totally obscure job. <laughs> was but this the, like who, a, who hasn't? Right. <laughs> Wait, was this like a college newspaper ad where they're just looking for college kids and you took it? No, it was. It was. Uh, it was in the Santa Barbara newspaper, and it was like software sales work four hours a day. Oh, so exactly you know, what I just said. <laughs> I guess is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, but it's okay. Listening, <laughs> you know, talking is what I get paid for. I don't get paid yeah. to listen. No, um, yeah. So, so answering an ad like that, yeah. also the same thing is like, okay, I could go work at McDonald's and make eight bucks an hour, but I can't support myself on that. I need yeah. to make thirty, forty, fifty right. yeah, bucks an hour. The only way to do that when you're nineteen, twenty, twenty-one years old is to sell it's something. Yeah, right. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's to commission. <clears throat> so, in the in the third job I had, which was the worst job of my life, was telemarketing from five to nine on weeknights to raise money for the Sheriff's Association and the Santa Barbara County Firemen's Association. Okay. Like okay. just donations. Donations. You're calling people at dinner time for donations for the Sheriff's Exactly. Yeah, and we just and, got home from work. And, yeah. And you know yeah. where the leads came from? Tickets. The white pages. The white You're pages. probably too young to even remember the white, the white pages. We so. had the yellow pages. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the <laughs> yeah. yellow pages was businesses. The yeah. white pages was just a directory of phone by last name. Yeah. So oh, if yeah, it was just a yeah. plain old So phone all book. you did was call people yeah. with the Eversley, last name of Aaron. Yeah. 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 And it was just a phone number. You didn't yeah. know anything else about them. And yeah. that's where that's how I started. And yeah. that sucked. Yeah. And yeah. that was humiliating. Yeah. Uh, and that so was just, done with an alias. As distinctive as my name was. What was it? Dwight Brody. 
The fact it came that quick means yeah, it's real. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, real. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dwight Brody. Dwight Brody. All right, that's your new name. Yeah. Mr. Brody? Yeah. DB. Um, DB. And, but what that did for me, um, and in high school, I had another telemarketing job selling golf clubs from 6 to 10 a.m. But always sales, telemarketing Because kind of I stuff. wanted it. I was like, listen, if I'm going to do my four hours- I could I could stand at a fryer flipping right. burgers, or I can do this. And I was this like, has you know your, what? It, the way you seem to work is the upward mobility. Is just I, I just yeah, it's like I'm going to do my four hours. I'd rather make fifty. It's got to matter. Hour. I mean, you yeah. don't have that kind of time, right? You right. know, not to be able to cover the, the yeah. overhead you're going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I put myself through college. So I was I, at the time, it felt like the horrible curse. Like, oh my God, I'm like the only kid that, at the school that's like putting this, you know, mm-hmm. paying for his college, mm-hmm. and I, everybody else is at parties. I'm like occasionally water skiing on weekends, but I'm working like I don't know. I was probably working 40, 45 hours a week on top of going to school. Barely, and I in, barely like, went and to school. In tel- <laughs> but in telemarketing, which is right. just a, it's a crime. Just yeah, a, yeah, it's just rejection after yeah. rejection oh, after rejection. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm at an intersection where my desire is super high. And the only thing standing between me and that race car mm-hmm. is that phone call. You do you no need problem. These all yeah. day. Right. All day. Next number. All day. So yeah. this is his mill. Yeah, right. exactly. Telemarketing. Yeah. Yeah. So your mill wasn't from family. It was you still selling. Telemarketing. Telemarketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raising. Like this was, you're like, I can't do this yeah. my whole life. Yeah. So this yeah. is where I want to be. I don't want to yeah. have to do this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I was, a, I was a grinder from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it felt like a total curse at the time until I started racing. And then all of a sudden I realized that the greatest blessing was that I had been through the school of hard knocks. Yeah. And I was, I mean, listen, like anybody, I would still get sweaty palms, sweaty armpits and, mm-hmm. and hate to have to make these calls. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the pull of the reward was so strong that I was willing to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. right. But I hated it. But you'd also been rejected so much selling you didn't care about. Totally. Yeah. 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 Right. What's, yeah. what's one more for one yes. you do care about? Yes. Mm-hmm. So. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So we know how you fund your first race. Yes. By, right. By uh, not conning, but conning uh, <laughs> a bunch of high school kids to coming out for a weekend. I'm, uh, we don't need to hear every detail of every race, yeah. but, but I, like, I'm more curious about the junior level stuff in terms yeah. of how yeah. you, because to me that's hard. Like, this is not a true statement, but in my head it's harder to sell somebody on a hundred thousand dollar Barber Dodge deal than a million dollar IndyCar thing because well, there's no return. Yeah, there's yeah. just zero any value. Yeah, and yeah. so how do you sell something? So on this? it's a good question. So here's what the path looks like, and I, I describe, I, I use the analogy of climbing the sheer face wall, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 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 it, it starts out pretty steep, right? Twelve thousand dollars. I got no money. I got to yeah. figure out how to raise twelve grand. Yeah. Uh, well, the next steps: Barber Dodge Pro Series. You know what that season cost? It was like a hundred grand or something. Right? Two fifty. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just like it's just before you know it, you're yeah. you're backwards, yeah, like yeah. hanging right. off the wall. Oh, like, oh, we're yeah. saying two fifty. We're like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and like, now you'd be like, and, thank God it's yeah. only two fifty. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. again, so, like parents yeah. aren't helping you with this. So it's yeah. it's no, it's twelve thousand yeah. dollars. It's two fifty for Barber Dodge, mm-hmm. and then it's five hundred to a million for Indy Lights, yeah, right, depending right. on your deal. Yeah. And that that's that's the path. Yeah. But at least at Barber Dodge Pro, you had you had some coverage. You know what I mean? Like all on ESPN. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prize money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little hospitality area yeah. that they would bring out. Yeah, and so all something that. that you can yeah. actually see as a return. <laughs> so to make a long story short, I, uh, I I did what I did in the beginning, which is I just kept asking questions. Yeah. And I cold called. Of the Barber Dodge people? Anybody. Yeah. Uh, anybody that I knew mm-hmm. that had had some success raising money yeah. for okay. racing, I wanted to talk to. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of the guys I cold called was um, Brian Herta. 
Um, Didn't know him. Had, I, I have no. I, I'm not in this business at all. I'm yeah. just a kid that wants like, to go racing. Yeah, and two I'm years like, in at most here. Yeah, right. Racing. Yeah. I, you know, so Brian Herta had gone through the skip barber system. Yep. Indy Lights champion. Yeah. Indy yeah, car driver. Point, he's now one of the big dogs. In, he in is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. Brian yeah. Herta. He's driving for Ray Hall. He's the yeah. fastest guy in the road course. He's the king yeah. of Laguna Seca yeah. at the yeah. time. Yeah. He's yeah. on pole all the time. He's driving the shell car. And, and so but, Shy Townsend Bell called in like big cart superstar. Sean's using yeah. quotation fingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Shy Townsend Bell called Brian Herta's parents, who I found. From the white pages? From the white pages. Yes. I think I called his <laughs> mom. Okay. That is. <laughs> kids okay. don't do this yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Although Bill Riley's phone number. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, you called Brian Hurt's mom, mom in I think she was in Valencia. And not, not with an agenda. Home. Yeah, not with an agenda. <laughs> yeah. Colton's grandma. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not with an agenda, just like you wanted to talk to her kid to get some advice for you. I just wanted to talk to Brian and 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 sure I admired his racing achievements, but I wanted to understand how did you do this? Yeah, right. You know, right. How, how did you do this? Cuz I consider myself shy. I would never do that. Yeah. Um and I and I just asked anybody. Um the but and and uh, and Brian's become a good friend. Um, he didn't have very good advice. You know, it turned out, his, you know, he worked with his dad and they, yeah, they yeah. did it together mm-hmm. and the whole thing. Right. And, and, and Brian also won. You know, Brian right. did a ton of karting. Yeah. He won yeah. like uh, a lot of guys He have. was like the Colton Herta <laughs> of the time. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. Of open wheel racing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, Joseph Newgarden, some yeah. of these guys. It was just yeah. winning, winning, winning. Yeah, yeah, boom, yeah. boom, 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 yeah. boom. And yeah. Kyle Kirkwood, same way. Yeah. You know, they... Yeah. they yeah. Um, and and I don't take anything away from those guys, by the way. I wish I was in that situation. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, uh, but uh, and they're also hugely passionate, just like I was, about achieving what they needed to achieve. So Brian didn't have a lot of great advice, other than you know, wish you luck, and you know, he had a few pointers. Don't ever call my parents again. The the best thing that I, yeah <laughs> yeah you call me. Uh, the best thing that um, I came across at that desperate point where it was like okay, I need two hundred fifty grand. Two things. I had an angel sponsor. This was a, uh, a wealthier guy that was racing at Skip Barber at oh, the yeah, time. Yeah, You knew you needed to find this or you found this? Um, I knew I needed money. Right. And, yeah, okay. and I had met him and we had kind of become friends in okay. that Skip Barber okay. world. Okay. He was an architect from Las Vegas, a guy okay. named Bill Snyder. Who, and okay. So at this point you were doing the little club regional Skip Barber races. I'm doing the club stuff. I'm fast in, right. the, in the club so stuff. He's guy. like, you're good. Yeah. And I'm like, right. hey, could you sponsor me? And he's right. like, yeah, okay. I'll give you 50 grand. Okay, and so and I guess this isn't uncommon in those programs where some of the older guys see yeah. someone young and like, oh, this kid's yeah, actually this got, kid's got really talent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I could okay. probably help him. And right. A big part of that also has to be, like what we talk about a lot is being a likable person. Yeah. Because you could be the fastest kid out there, but if you're dead to the older dudes. Right. You're not getting that. You're not getting that check. Yeah. I may have even been in my original racing school with Bill. Yeah. You know, where we started the same oh, time. And all of a sudden, right, you right. Know, boom, yeah. I'm yeah. on and it. And then he sees you show up with a dozen high school kids. He's like, yeah. this, this kid's, kid's hustling. Yeah. He's hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for and, sure. Okay. And one of the things I'm really proud of is Bill and I are still really good friends awesome. to this day. You know, awesome. he comes to Indy every year yeah, yeah. and all of that. And I have a suspicion we could probably say this about almost anybody that you cross paths with. I would hope so. It would, And I would... I, I don't. I can't think of somebody I've done a deal with. I've had issues with companies and corporations sure, where sure, sure. you know like management these, changes. These kind of these kind of guys. No, deals. no. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would. I'd be mortified yeah. if anybody I had mean, an Swedler can't experience. stand you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got real pissed. <laughs> but, when I mentioned your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you guys but, interview him? No, not yet. Well, I oh. reached out to him. <laughs> oh, okay. You should. <laughs> but anyway, did, yeah. yeah, fascinating uh, story. But anyway, so so you do find your sort of angel. Yeah, so, I get, so I, I, I get that guy. What was his name? Um, Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder. Peyton Snyder, Snyder Architects out of okay. Las Vegas. And, um, and so, but I need to raise money. So the best thing that I came across was a book um, called Sponsorship. 
and the world Four of auto writing. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, oh my God, there's a Yellow book. and black. Was this like a Carol Smith kind of book? Or? This, is, this is from a guy named Guy Edwards. Oh, yeah. If yeah, you know who Guy yeah. Edwards yeah, is, sure. raced Formula 5000. Yeah. I dabbled a little bit in Formula yeah. One. Carl's yeah. dead. So <laughs> it's Carl Edwards' dead. Exactly. Guy Edwards. I, yeah. I recently um, wanted to buy a copy for my son. I, I And I, it was like on eBay, someone was selling one for like $700 or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. good-sized coffee yeah. table book. That's how you yeah. get the sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it tells his story about how he raised money. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know, effectively, he 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 paints the thousand foot view, uh, which I described, which is that sponsorship in auto racing is some business to business deal. Mm-hmm. You know, most times mm-hmm. that's right. celebrated on the race car. Right. In, so, the, right. in the and he probably wrote this in the eighties. Uh, yes. Right. Uh, was it in the eighties? Either eighties or early nineties. It's yeah. crazy how we talk about how different it is, and yet no, <laughs> you still have to it's be able the to same goddamn principle. Provide something. Nothing's for changed. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah, yeah. if you wonder why you know uh, Penzoil's on Team Penske's cars, yeah. you know it's not the TVRO. You get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it could it's be substantiated. It's it's defended by that, <laughs> yeah. but there's a whole lot more business to business yeah. that's yeah, taking yeah. Yeah. place. I got sure. you. Anyway, um, so. Uh, anyways, I read this book, and Guy Edwards, uh, a, the bulk of his deals were magazine deals, where he convinced the magazine, I think it was Newsweek at the time, to give him what's in the industry called remnant advertising, yep. right? Yeah. So yep. this is when magazines don't sell pages right. mm-hmm. in we're, their run. You get our real estate. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. trading real estate for real estate. Yeah. You give us space on your race car, yeah. and we give you space in our magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So lacking any better idea, I thought, well, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So I start cold calling magazines. Um, and somewhere in my garage, I have on old eight and a half by 11 legal pad paper before I had a computer, I have my sheets from all of my cold calls. That's and, awesome. And, of like yeah. the notes and the, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's PC World, uh, Men's Health, uh, GQ, right. uh, Maxim, you know. MCI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and anything that I thought, you know, was fit with racing. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. All New York based, Playboy. Yeah. Um, and um, and it's fun to go back and look at those because it's you know Monday left a message with the secretary, Tuesday left a message. Yeah. But you have now. these There's, notes saying like her name is Shelly. Right. You call and her back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. And yeah. and then you know like the eighth or ninth phone call, talk to the associate publisher. Yeah. Um, he said not interested and hung up on me. You know, yeah, and that right, pretty right. much. That summarizes all of that archive. Right. Is no, <laughs> right, and yeah. I'm not even asking for money. I'm just asking for space. <laughs> Can I just, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Let me sell this. <clears throat> so I'm making these phone calls, and uh, um, so I call Playboy. And at the time, Playboy magazine's subscriber base was falling quite rapidly. Right. So I get uh, I get this guy on the phone who uh, he was the associate publisher, is like the second in command. And their numbers are falling because of magazines like Maxim and FHM. Right. And, and you can sell those anywhere. Yeah, it's sort of like not them. nudity, but yeah. like, you know. Same interest. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like Danica in a swimsuit, but not, right. you know. And they're more PR-friendly to sell at a 7-Eleven. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, so Playboy, so this guy says, listen, um, uh, he goes, I, I, don't, I don't know who the hell you are, um, and I don't. I don't. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. You know, it's just starts. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we're off to a good start. Okay. And, yeah. and, I know. And I, and I thought it was going to end with him, but if you ever call me again, yeah. You know, yeah. Right? <laughs> I just talked to Mrs. Herta, and yeah. he says, and there's always a but, right? In these, right. in mm-hmm. these very, in the ones transformative conversations in my business life, there's always this this thread of a pinky hanging to the rock on the cliff, where it's like, 
but, and I'm like, okay. He says, if you brought us an advertiser that is not current and we would consider a conversation. So prove to me this you're is worth so, my time. So, so this was like time. the Jim Carrey, like the, you know, so one in a million. So you're saying there's a chance. It's like, <laughs> right, right. wait a second. You saw a light bulb. <laughs> right. You're like, <laughs> yeah. he thinks he's turning you <laughs> he's off. He's like, no, no, right. I said. I said yeah. you're wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. Hear me, kid. And I'm like, right. so what does non-current he mean? He said, he said, well, anybody that hasn't advertised with us in the last year. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, okay. Um, I said, would you be willing to send me a list of who's current so I don't waste your time? Right. And he, I, like this is pre-email, like he's like, I'm not gonna write you a goddamn letter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he goes, Yeah, I'll, I'll see if my assistant can do that. And I said, Okay, just one other thing. Could I get a letter from you that just acknowledges? Because I'm, I'm already thinking forward to me yeah. talking to some company. Because, yeah, like how yeah. do we know you have a deal with Playboy? Right, right. Because you, who isn't a con man, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, he wants to go to everybody and say you got a deal with Playboy. So right. um, uh, he says yes to those two things. So I end up getting a list, and he follows through. Yeah. Uh, well, secretary follows through, and yeah. I probably called her 19 times As to make should. sure I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I have a letter with the Playboy bunny on it from the that desk says, of Irv Cornblow. Um, I'm so happy that actually is his name. And it basically says to whom it may concern, you know, He's we real. are we are <laughs> casually speaking with this guy that called me about a maybe <laughs> oh, that we would yeah. be willing to explore, yeah. you know, Barber blah, 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 Dodge yeah. right. with a bunch of qualifiers. <laughs> uh-huh. And and anyway, so I've got that right. Yeah, yeah. So um, and that felt like such a huge win. Yeah. And none of this is like a four day process. This sounds like this is months weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. of hammering and calls. And, and you're rejection. doing this with 40 other people. By the way, I got yeah. three other jobs. I still work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like trying to figure out how to yeah. do this in my spare Sheriff's time. Sheriff's department's not going to pay for itself. And and this is pre Barber Dodge Pro, right? Like, oh, yeah. 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 So you still don't know if you're really that good. No. Yeah, no. you think you you think I you mean, know, I, but I'm, you still haven't had to go like head to head with like Casey Mears or somebody like that. It's so like, oh, okay, that guy's good. I'm good. It's you it, know? Uh, true. Uh, although there was, you know, back then the Skip Barber School series had some young, yeah. you know, like Mamo Rojas. I remember Shane Donnelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie Meninga, Alex Gurney. You know, we were all mm-hmm. we all kind of did a little bit of this. In the local yeah. school deal. Yeah, yeah. Not the Barber but Dodge, what yeah, yeah. I had I had next to no confidence when I showed up for racing school. Yeah. But when I started doing those regional races and all of a sudden the kids that were in their third or fourth season yeah. that were racing all the time and I was yeah. right there, I was like, okay, I might have some, I might actually be able to pull this off. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. actually so, kind of psyched. You, and that gives you that extra flame. And now I've real. got the yeah, burn to yeah, make yeah. the phone calls yeah, yeah. and really pursue it right. passionately. Okay. Um, what I didn't have was any idea what I was doing <laughs> right I was so over my head yeah. Yeah, yeah every single time I got in the car did you know that I didn't until my very last of the five race weekends yeah. on the last weekend they had something called the data car okay yeah oh, and yeah, it was okay. the one race car that was equipped with very primitive data acquisition yeah, it was like a pie system, right? and it was a it was a extra charge it was like a thousand dollars to do yeah, a session yeah. so right. so all all four race weekends, I, you know, the rich kids were in the data car and they were always selling. I'm like, I don't really have the money, you yeah. know, and I'm thinking, what could I learn anyways? <laughs> Data's stupid. <laughs> and, and so I do the data car. I have the money. I do the yeah. data car in the final weekend. And I'll never forget the guy puts the memory stick or whatever the, the medium was back then into the laptop and it, and it pulls up the first screen and the instructor just starts laughing. And he's like, I'm like, what are you laughing at? 
I was like, you know, super embarrassed. Like, dude, like, yeah. You, yeah. He's like, you are so sideways in every <laughs> corner. He's like, do you always drive like that? I'm like, well, uh, that's just how I drive. Yeah. And he, so he's showing me. And they, they didn't have a steering trace. They had like this little like Pac-Man animation that showed a <laughs> steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so like yeah, in yeah. every <laughs> single corner, yeah. I've got like 30 degrees of counter steer. Yeah, right, right. He's like, dude, you are blowing it in every corner. I'm like, I, what, what? he goes, well, that's not fast. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking. So all of a sudden, Chips and Dukes of Hazzard, like my say, whole upbringing. Yeah, right. The 80s You're like, lie. this is bullshit. Yeah. Hasselhoff! And outside of the Indy 500, the only race I'd ever been to is like World of Outlaws. Yeah, right? which side like was everywhere. 45 yeah. degrees yeah, you're like, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. So yeah. uh, anyways, I get out the next session and tighten it way up, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. way less slip angle. And all of a sudden, of course, I'm like half a second faster. Yeah. <laughs> and I come in and I'm like, oh my God, I had no, like, this is so much easier. Yeah, oh, for like, sure. It wasn't hard for me at all. Yeah. And you know what? I won the final race of that season. Uh, I finished fourth in the championship, but I beat all the fast guys at the end. Yeah in the final race. And um, and so I'm like on my way, at least talent-wise, I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. Yeah, but I'm yeah. in a big hurry. I'm 21. I'm like, shit, I got to get the pro Yeah, you're now. already an old man. I'm like, yeah. you know, yeah. all this. So um, anyways, get the Playboy deal. And now I got to go sell a company. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't have any, I don't know any companies. <laughs> um, what and, does Playboy get out of it other than just like maybe they have somebody else to sell their real estate? I'm like bringing a new advertiser to them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like found money. They're not asking you yeah. for space. Oh, by the way, they're not giving me the space. They're going to no, give me a that. discount. Yeah, right. yeah, so they're yeah, still yeah, getting yeah. revenue. Yeah. I learned that real fast, too. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, nothing so, free. Wait, yeah. There is no exchange for real estate or anything like that with Playboy. Their benefit is that they are getting people they otherwise couldn't I'm gonna, sell. I'm going to buy low and sell high. Yeah, right, right. So right. you're going to sell X company for Y amount of money. Right. And they're going to charge you Z amount of money. And Correct. That Delta, that is, Delta is my sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. You're a quick learner. Yeah, you got this. Uh, it's kid. almost like hey, I work in sales. I feel like I might be able to shape stick, stick you into it. a one day. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I hit forty six. Cut to a montage. Yeah. So <laughs> uh anyways, I don't know any companies. So somebody says, Well, you know where you ought to go? Uh and and internet <laughs> the internet is just coming out yeah. at this time. We got a page on Prodigy. And yeah. um uh Mind Springs really hot. And right someone now. says, You know what you ought to do? Uh you ought to go to Vegas. I'm like, Really? <laughs> They're like <laughs> that's a great yeah. place to make yeah. money. Yeah. I'm like they're they're <laughs> like there's movies? a lot of trade shows there in Vegas, and I'm like oh interesting. hadn't thought about that. So um, off I went to Vegas with uh, just business cards. Um, drove my Toyota Tacoma, uh, single cab, two wheel drive. Um, He's working it. I'm, I'm I'm proud yeah. of you. Bleep that, Sean. Kids got it. Awesome yeah. vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> and I drive my Tacoma to. Did uh, I have the light bar over the top? Did not have a light. Two wheel drive. Oh, okay. and we're talking sorry, like sorry. Yeah, yeah, like right. You're the on, guy that cleans your yeah, pool, say, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. my, my yeah. pool. He's, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I sit next to yours, <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a hot tub in the middle of it? <laughs> so that's the real question. Is that actually, a hot tub in the yeah, middle? Yeah, of yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> I can turn it on from my phone. It's really cool. God damn this place. So, no, I drive to Vegas. I stay in. Prim is that halfway state yeah, line? Yeah, yeah. State line, yeah. Prim. Uh, no, yeah, whatever state line. Yeah, right there. It's three hours from here. Twenty nine dollars a night for a room. Killer. I commute back and forth to Vegas. That's a and, uplifting drive. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, brutal. Yeah, um, and like, I just this start, is all going to be worth it one day. Starkness. <laughs> I just hit. Uh, I hit. I hit as many trade shows as I could. I'm just walking from booth to booth because yeah. I knew. Again, going back to learning a lesson quickly, I'd probably made a few cold calls to companies, and I realized that was a 
zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I went to, when I went to my first convention, which was probably SEMA, and then I went to Comdex, and then I went to CES, um, Comdex doesn't exist anymore, but yeah. that was a massive one back then. That was like thing. the computer yeah, industry right, trade right, show. Right. And so IBM and Sight Intel. unseen, just walking in cold all those places. Walk in cold and all For I have is Barber business cards. Dodge. Yep, and I'm selling Playboy. I'm selling racing and Playboy. Yeah. Um, but I knew right away that if I made 100 phone calls, cold calls, I might make one conversation happen. Right. If I sent 100 emails, I might make half a, you know, it probably wouldn't get any response. Right. If I went to a trade show and I cold called 100 booths, I would have 100 conversations. Right. Right. Because... Where, yeah. where do you go you to a trade show away. and yeah, walk yeah. up to somebody yeah. and they say, sorry, well, I'm not talking yeah, to you. Yeah, no, you can't, not, escape, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. can't yeah. escape that. And, and so you, I love the efficiency of that. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I love the, the, the productivity of that. Um, and you claim you're shy. I am. Yeah. I, don't, I am. Yeah. No, you're not. Because shy people just don't that walk would, up. Yeah, they just wouldn't want <laughs> it enough. Like, I mean, I understand it's necessity that's driving this, but it's still like. Like at a certain point, like not worth it. You're not jittery yeah. and like weak yeah. handshake. Like, of course I'm not going to be good at this. Of yeah. course I am. Really? I have every self-doubt imaginable. Okay. But I had racing. Yeah, There's you not have for, a reason to there be there. There is nothing yeah. else yeah. Other, than, other than starvation mm-hmm. that would ever get me to do that. Right. right. Ever. Because it's that scary and humbling, you know, embarrassing yeah. and, right. you know. But, like, telemarketing for the sheriff's office, you can deal with the hang-up because you're never going to see that person. They don't know who you are. True. But you look at a person in a booth and you know like and I'm looking right what you're you. trying to sell yeah. them. And I'm like, selling yeah, I something I, I care about, too. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's so true. Like, you're with my real name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll refer to myself. Dwight Brody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call myself shy in this, in this specific projection, but... Um, like let's say if I really have the same desire for whatever it is that I'm going want to do, my turnoff might not be a lack of enthusiasm to go after my career. It's just knowing that I'm going to be bad at it mm-hmm. because my shyness will overcome right, that right. actual skill. And that right. that's kind of the crux of why I yeah. I keep calling out the shy thing because like if you are truly shy, you know you're just going to be bad. Bad at what? At at the cell. At the pitch. Yeah, at the pitch. Yeah, like you're like no one's going to buy from a non-confident person. But I've never had anything in my life that that gnawed at me the way racing did. Sure. Which was like I have to do this. Yeah. I just yeah. have to do this, and I think I can do it, and I believe in it. Yeah. And um and once you start trying and failing at selling, it doesn't hurt as bad. You kind of build an immunity to it. And you also get a little pissed off, and you don't. You want to improve your chances. <laughs> yeah, you want to right. go from zero yeah. percent to zero point. You know, yeah. and so, um, anyways, for what it's worth, um, I just, I just went for it and was determined. And um, so I ended up selling. Actually, what happened was um, I had a tech company, Hughes Network Systems. They were owned by General Motors, Direct TV Dishes. They were uh, had a new product called um, Direct. PC. This was high-speed internet with yeah. your satellite dish. Okay. So for rural places, that yeah, didn't you have... get like 44k. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so direct TV dish, but doing yeah. broadband. Yeah. And um, uh, it's funny how I, I'm terrible at remembering names, but I remember every single one of these names. Yeah. Because these guys were drilled in your head. Game well, changers in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Whether it was Irv Cornblow yeah. or this guy was, <laughs> this guy was Hughes. Fritz Stolzenbach. Yeah. He was the director of marketing. Great. These guy. are also easy names to remember. They're pretty awesome. Names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They're Dwight Brody. Yeah. So Fritz Stolzenbach <laughs> was the director of marketing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, you know, met him in his booth. Um, and 
and I also had a curiosity, like, tell me about your product. Yeah, and what sure. you, you mm-hmm. know, so, so he started pitching me before he realized. Yeah, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And so I explained who I am, what I'm looking for, and that I've got a partnership, right? This is a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, you're an executive now at Playboy. Bit, yeah. <laughs> bit of a leap, right? Sort of like the internship at Skip Barber yeah. that we just created. Yeah, I have yeah, a partnership yeah. <laughs> um, with Playboy, and here's how it works. And, uh, and so I'll never forget, he started off by saying, well, um, I hate to break it to you. And of course you're just like, oh, yeah. He goes, um, we could never advertise in Playboy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, I kind of understand, mm-hmm. but that's said, how you know it's the nineties is Playboy. It was too yeah. raunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's, that's way too he raunchy said, for uh, us. He said, you know, we're owned by General Motors and, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we just, I, yeah, we just don't advertise in any yeah. kind of mm-hmm. adult magazines like that. But. We're getting ready to do a major print advertising campaign. What if I told you the magazines that I'm interested in, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to do all of them, and you go have a conversation with them and find out if anybody will be interested in your racing deal. Right. And then come back to me and we can huddle and, and I'll consider it. So you get me a better deal or get than me- I can get on my own. You or just, you do the work. You for do the work. Me. You do the work. Yeah. Go yeah. find out where yeah. you can squeeze extra juice yeah. out of the out of the lemon or the orange. Right. Yeah. So in um, other words, I could hire like in the advertising and marketing world for people who don't necessarily work in that world. There is a whole business set called ad buyers and ad planning. Yeah. Which is a whole other business beyond being a marketer. And yourself. by the way, these people had an ad agency and a marketing department. Yeah. Right. All of right. Right. Yeah. Right. But this guy, <clears> luckily, Fritz right. realized, hey, young hustler. I like what he's trying he's to do, trying, and yeah. if he's successful, I'll actually get more for my dollar than right. what I do than my ad buyer and ad planner. Yeah. So the, the the basic the basic lanes I had to stay in were that um, uh, I had to they, they were not going to rob Peter to pay Paul. They weren't going to overpay yeah. for something, yeah. so yeah. they had to pay the GM rate. Right, um, and so you had to get underneath that. And I had to get underneath for you, that, yes. right? And so, but <clears throat> I left there after the hundred people that I met with and all of that with that one maybe, and now. I'm back on the phone to all the, you know, Mike Fox, Foxtrots that hadn't picked up my phone. Yeah, right. And I'm calling now with a buyer. Right, right. So much Cash in the same is, way you said you were working for Play by now you are working for Hughes. Now I'm yeah. working for, I have a partnership yeah. with Hughes. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're an right. executive at Hughes. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And now. But you're not a con guy. And that's a totally different phone call. <laughs> right. Right. And and Cash is king. Yeah, absolutely. And all of a sudden you're on the other side of the transaction and everybody's right. willing to talk. Right, because oh, yeah. now you're yeah. the guy with the pocket. Yeah, look, yeah. I've got yeah. a guy that wants to buy some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's how I got my start. Um, and and awesome. so I, if you go back and look at Townsend Bell's two Barber Dodge Pro Series seasons, um, I only had enough money to run nine of 12 races in 1998. Did you get a data car? I dated every car. Not yeah. The, I had everybody else's data, which ah. was huge. The best thing about the Barber Dodge Pro Series is that you had access to all 28 oh, drivers' was data. It was a Raynard oh. carbon tub yeah, car, yeah, yeah, brand yeah. new that season. Yeah. yeah. And now my learning went from, you know, you know, way over my head to being over my head, but with lots of now information. Now you can look at everybody's got. Right, 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 right. Really right. myself out. Yeah. And so uh, for the, you know, f- it, that was the start of actually learning how to drive. How to actually be a driver. Yeah. And then you had to learn how to race. Right. Then you had to learn how to win. <laughs> at um, the Barber Dodge. Like I've been on the phone all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I did uh, partial season 98 and then 99. I finished third in the championship. And this um, is literally all paid for by whatever margin you were making on doing ad sales for magazines. Correct. And, and, and Ed, was it Ed Snyder? Uh, Bill. Bill Snyder. Yeah, sorry. Bill's yeah. first and only uh, angel money that very first year in 98. So 99, 100%. That was all you just hustled. 100% business deals. Not just 
uh, to cover the costs, I had to make a living. Oh, you're a pro racer now. I was a pro racer effectively because I had to stop my other part-time jobs. Maybe I kept one of them. (laughs) And now I had to make a profit uh, either through prize money or just by having a pay for your racing and pay for your rent. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. nice. Um, So you're living wealthy. Yeah, right. I mean, I went to an extended cab two-wheel drive to (laughs) Tacoma. Oh, boy. Yeah, long before the Tundra I had. (laughs) All true, by the way. So um, that's uh, that's kind of how I got going. Um, And then... A great thing happened. I, well, I got to Indy Lights, um, yeah. which now was half a million I needed. It was about a million-dollar run the season, but I had a, a, a team owner, Bob Doricott, who was incredible, um, who subsidized you know, the, 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 some of the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finished second and almost won. Uh, yeah, to, uh, Scott to Scott Dixon. To, like, yeah, the greatest yeah. IndyCar guy of all time. But, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a um, Went down yeah. to the uh, went down to the last race of the season, and and at this point, I am still drinking through a fire hose of learning. Like I am so over my head, out in front of my skis, whatever it is, um, and uh, and ragged. Um, and then second season, Indy Lights. Now, I'm, I'm I've got the best engineer with a team 100% behind me, right. and we we kick with ass. With yeah, yeah, and we just totally run up the And this is all funded through that same basic process, because, like, DirecTV was the, the, yeah, the sponsor on the side years. of that car. Right. Now, here's a really weird thing that happened. Okay. So um, everything was kind of hand-to-mouth mm-hmm. until my second season of Indy Lights. And now this sponsorship machine is starting to work. And, and it's still related to Hughes. It's still, it's still related to Hughes. Yeah. So um, I have... I've, sponsorships getting bigger and bigger but my costs are going down at a rapid rate to almost zero well, you're doing I'm well winning exactly uh, yeah, and my team you. owner is like listen i don't care if you have sponsorship i, I want, want you to, for I, you we're going right. to win the championship yeah. it's between him and bruce mccall had a team called pack west yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. and they're willing to hire me right. for the second season yeah and oh so, Bob he, wants to get me. so you managed to make some competition for you so i'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I'm the I'm the highest paid Indy Lights driver in history because yeah. all of a sudden my sponsorship now is in Bonus seven figures. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my costs are near zero. Yeah. So Doricott, to keep you in the car and go out and beat Bruce McCaw. Yes. Is willing to basically subsidize most of your racing. Correct. And that sponsorship money that he's allowing on his car yeah. is going into your pocket. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad deal. Yeah. Which felt criminal at the time. Like I was, I kept thinking yeah, to myself, yeah, yeah. Am I, is this allowed? Yeah, you know, right, like, right. Did I lie? Right. And because all of a sudden, you yeah. know, you're, well, because you were so used to conning people. At <laughs> yeah. This point. So I get it. Yeah. Well, but I never had any money. Yeah, right. Like, right. I never, yeah. I, right. I never, no, I get that. I yeah. didn't have a dime, yeah. and yeah. and so all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I I, I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah. Money. The, like, the, what am I supposed to do? The rumors you were making more money than half the IndyCar field at the time. There's there's a, probably a good chance. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so then I go to IndyCar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if there's a clear because like we we can't make a four hour how I got one sponsorship kind of show, but um, how does <laughs> sounds the Hughes, like we're well on yeah, our way? I know, yeah, I know, I know. But how does the Hughes thing grow? Because like I understand you can pay for you know getting to the numbers that you need for Barber Dodge yeah. based on a, a margin and ad sales, but like. Mm-hmm. Well, getting so, to Indy Lights kind of numbers, that's a big growth. So were they investing more into you because there were other programs? Or they only gave me a small piece of their budget the oh, first sure. year, and then I did good things for them. We yeah. got a little more of their budget, and then okay. I'm like, oh, that was really good. Well, let's do more. You're and right. then I'm winning, and it's all now it's all – now you're in the you. whipped cream st- phase of yep. sponsorship, yep. which is like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's B2B, and we're winning, and our yeah, name's all over. Yeah. You know? okay. And okay. look at him. He's on ESPN. If you weren't winning, you wouldn't have been able to keep that money, though, right? No. Yeah. No. So big part of it. Yeah, which is also a blessing. There's there's something about having to perform, that that is essential to learning to 
be good at this, which yeah. is like you got to do it now. Yeah, if you couldn't win, yeah, this wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Stay tuned for more Townsend Bell. Shot and got them people back up in their feelings. Yeah. Yeah. When they 
told me I was finished by the mother in it, not the doctor building. Yeah, no victim code defended, even Nike witness. We the next to kill it, show him the king how they live it. Pictures so good, but not looking for penis. Then we stepping in from the back door. If they see you independent, then they pop jokes. That fear to the blows, boy, James Burke. Side stepping on the shades, see the footwork. I'm trying to be about his business, but said they want me in the kitchen. With the bacon, so the whipping. The thought of Louis so offensive. Cause my guy, he gave his body just to pull me out the trenches. Hold up, hold up, wait. If I never see a million or the recognition, but I see the finish. Look, the greatest win. They losing, gotta keep on shooting even when you're missing. Yeah, now focus on the past while living for the day was never recommended. Repping BH on the minute, his kingdom can never be bought because it's given in a little.